oh my God, so good. All right. Welcome to Sex and the Sex in the Sex. This is a Sex and the City podcast where we talk about, uh, we watch every episode of Sex and the City and have a little chat about it and our thoughts and feelings about various things. And we go off topic a lot. Uh, my name's Anna Wolf. I'm a comedian and performer. My name's John Barr. I'm a comedian. Um, Anna, do you want to, have you watched any episodes of Sex and the City? Oh, Jordan, I've watched all of the episodes of Sex and the City. I have a lot to say about Sex and the City and I have a lot of time for Sex and the City. Absolutely. I benefited a lot from having this kind of series on television and being an actor and performer and seeing this uh, female representation on television, cool. as a, especially as a white fucking woman because they're all white. Oh, God, what am I saying? It's like really... <laughs> Essentially, I'm saying, yes, he has a point, but whatever, I'm still doing a podcast about it. And uh, I haven't... I'm watching them for the first time. Sorry, Evie, I cut in. You go. No, no, not at all. Um, my name's Evie. I'm watching every episode again um, for like the sixth time or something it changes the number changes every time we do this podcast but i've watched some heaps as well and like the show a lot this episode was interesting so it's going to be a complicated one to talk our way through i think yeah we've had a couple doozies in a row i think that's what i said because honor and i live together so i when i was watching it i was like ah another doozy another great episode yeah this episode's kind of fucked um i think we'll yeah it's a complicated episode and Definitely shows a darker side of Sex and City, which maybe Michael was right about. (laughs) Okay, so yes. Um, Just before we begin, I want to say that tonight we've been drinking rosé and Jordan and I have. Irvi, you look like you're sipping on a rosé. I've been drinking something really fancy, guys. Um, So (gasps) I thought I should treat myself because I had a stressful day. Um, And it's like, I don't know if you... Okay, no one in our listeners can see it, but it's like this like cool... um, got this like picture on it oh, oh my god that's it looks cute. like a, a, a turtle woman like a turtle. yes it's a yeah. turtle woman and she's like from like the 20s or something and that's all it said so i was like how mysterious and it was a last bottle left in this like fancy um it's not really that fancy it's just like a wine store but mm. um on friday uh to tr- avoid getting super hungover i've been trying to just like drink um more expensive wine so i drink don't drink the whole thing and um which never happens i'm just broke but um, anyway, <laughs> it's called peaches. It's called Yokel Swan Valley Western Australia peaches, and it literally tastes like um, the guy was like, you just yeah sip it, and it's just like in, not even intense, but this like kind of really nice mild um, soury peach flavor, and it's a wine though, so I don't Ooh. know what, what you'd call that. Sounds like like a kind of wine that doesn't have any preservatives or something. It yeah, looks like one of those kind of sulfites. Yeah, oh, that's sure. the key. That's the key for hangover. You don't. And that want... doesn't make you feel hungover, right? That's I nice. have no idea, but yeah, I've that's what people like say. I've been drinking like rank shit for um, I'm, so long. We're drinking an Aldi wine. Oh, he's so. good. Aldi <laughs> wine wins awards. I love Aldi. Yeah. Uh, this is the rosé I think that won an award. There's a huge yeah. price. I mean, this wasn't spenny. This was like $11 and it's mm. called La Mule. So but remember, take from that what you will. But remember being at, sorry, just quickly, remember being at uni and like buying anything over $5 was like super expensive. Yes. Totally. <laughs> All I had was Bowler's Run at uni. Yeah. yeah. But I was young and didn't get hangovers much. But yeah. now I'm taking like good wine as I'm taking skincare. <laughs> it's just yeah. like, I'm just like, I need to, I need this because I can't afford to not be okay. I mean, I can definitely afford to not be okay, but um, it's just like, I just, I'm hating the Saturday hangovers. So I'm just trying to like pace myself today. I was talking to a friend about this literally today because I, um, I don't want to make a big deal about it, but I like deleted Twitter and Instagram from my phone. Did you? Oh my God. Wow. I, I think because I was just staying up 
late at night looking up like alt-right people like just like self-sabotaging anyway i don't want to get it was dumb and i just was just getting overwhelmed we're in the middle of a pandemic it's a lot and i was just like anything was triggering me i was like in defense of like social media for so long and like i think there are positives but there's so Mm. many negatives especially right now um but um you're talking about how boring it is to like live a healthy lifestyle and like Mm. I was like, I've just started watching Euphoria because oh, um, I got binge and which is like, te- it's like binge American is too kids. much. It's too much. It's too many good shows all in the one fucking place. It's and like, endless. that's how I watch Sex and City now. Yeah. Same, same. Yeah. So much easier. But yeah. Um, but yeah, like I've been watching Euphoria and like three episodes in, I'm already taking like dirty mirror selfies with like, <laughs> <laughs> a beer in my hand like like and a like unattractive like under like um under boob. Like under boob shot whatever um and then was it actually then, under like, boob i just no I no, just, no no like uh, under chin like a low oh like, i see yeah. like a gin and i'm like i've been watching it like i used to watch skins when i was 14 years yes. old and i'm gonna fuck up my life and take up smoking yeah Whereas, like in reality i enjoy a low gi breakfast and like fitness to stay healthy yeah totally <laughs> i think it's- sorry yeah over you go you can have both right or like i yeah. feel like there's something in me that is like self-destructive but that's sort of been mm. me for like a really long time <laughs> um since i was like i feel like even when i was a kid but i just did it with like different I used to be like a full-on addict to, um, I think I've told you guys this before, but like um, in like year 11 and 10 and stuff, I'd just like buy like, you know, 24, you know, those like family packs of Mars bars. I'd buy one of them with like 24 bite-sized pieces plus a Milky Way pack plus a two liter bottle of Coke and like drag it to school and like hide it in my bag. (laughs) And I was like, just like sipping it in between classes, like eating this chocolate. And then one day my friendship group had like an intervention (laughs) because they had to like go to my locker and they're like, Evie, all the like wrappers and everything just flooded out and you like have a problem and you need to stop. (laughs) And it was like a legitimate like AA kind of thing. And it's like, that's just carried on into like alcohol and other shit. So um, cigarettes, cigarettes. Yeah, true. But I think, I think I we're probably all quite destructive people. I, I, I honestly, I look at all three of us. Way. Yeah, and in really dumb ways. But, but <laughs> I, I definitely, I think you do need both in terms of you need that totally. kind of healthy life. Like at our age, I think we need, especially coming into our late 20s, um, <laughs> I think. What am I doing in my life? Um, yeah. But I think. I think we all, I think we need that kind of, oh, I'm still a teenager. And also I'm a 26 turning 27 year old woman. Like I think, I think right now in fucking lockdown, I need that. That's why I think we should do a fucking photo shoot. Yeah. My vagina. (laughs) Be like full puss out, like in a photo (laughs) shoot, full face of makeup, do something beautiful with my hair and like just be so self-indulgent and i spent really mm. like heaps of money on a skin product um but yeah. um and hey get that skin out get that skin, get out. skin out look amazing yeah. maybe i'll get like false eyelashes and just like feel myself as well as go for runs and i need to get my foot checked because i think i broke my foot I don't oh know. no yeah oh, no, the runs have stopped Irby, the runs. oh dude yeah they've stopped that because I, jordan's knees are fucked and my foot's fucked and i need to go oh, get no. it checked out um, can I just quickly say, so I have made a cosmopolitan oh, yeah. thing with yes, drinking. Yes, so shake right, it. Yeah, I'm going to shake it. 
Um, and then we'll start the official episode. Yeah, absolutely. Right. So what I've gotten here, I've, I'm making a Cosmo. Um, I didn't really measure anything properly because why would you? Um, <laughs> so I have two and a half, probably three shots of vodka. It's for me and Jordan. Like it's not just for one of us. <laughs> However, it will. <laughs> I wish. Um, but yeah, I, so like three shots of vodka. I've got like a shot of um, Contro and mm. probably two shots of lime juice because we like it sour and Yum. probably like probably like a shot and a half of um cranberry juice so i'm just gonna give this a shake it looks a bit too pinky which means i probably put too much cranberry juice in but i think i felt self-conscious about the amount of alcohol i put into it so um i think a shot and a half is it. did you put contro in it yeah that's what i said I, i'm sorry I listen how <laughs> um all right so i'm just gonna do it up it's like asmr oh my god yeah Ever since bartenders have said that, like, you make your sex face when you're shaking cocktails, mm. it's really fucked up my like self worth at work. That's my really my, when I shake a shaker, my face, all of the muscles in my face immediately relax. My whole face goes red, and <laughs> I'm like shy. I'm a 26 year old shy woman. <laughs> I like a real icy, so I'm gonna. Ooh. Oh, actually, it just kind of popped out. So, all right. I'm just Honor, when's your birthday, Irvi? Eleventh of January. Oh my god! I guess it's ages away. Yeah. Yes. When's yours? <laughs> um, mine is the sixth of October, and Honor's is the twenty-first of September. Oh, Honor's is coming up. Yeah. First ten days. Wow. Yeah, at stage four birthday. So we're gonna. What are you guys gonna do? We're going to have bagels for breakfast and like have a big bagel spread. Um, mm. And then we're just going to like continuously get drunk. And then my birthday is like two weeks later. And I'm I, <laughs> like, I, I was just like, <laughs> truly. And I was like, I don't know. Like I'm not someone who takes, I take recreational drugs every so often, but as soon as yeah. I, as lockdowns got extended and I realized that I wasn't going to see anyone for my birthday, I was like, mm. I'm getting fucking munted. Like, yes. <laughs> do that. What else can we do, honestly? Truly. Here we go. So we've got, let's have a taste test. I didn't taste this at all, so. I'm going to pour some more wine myself. Oh, it's perfect. I think that's a perfect drink right there. I like oh, it with nice. a gin. Oh, you use vodka in oh, there. you do, yeah. yeah. Fuck yeah. Oh, cheers, mm. cheers. 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 <laughs> so this episode of Sex in the City is episode five, season three. It is called No Ifs, Ands, or Buts. And but is spelt with two T's. Oh, yes. Good point. I don't know why. I don't know why. Are there any buts in this? I don't know. I'm scared oh, that it's a racial thing. It is a racial thing. No, she means cigarette butts, right? Oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Carrie is attracted to a furniture maker named Aiden and starts dating, but he can't date a smoker. She <laughs> must decide on Aiden or smoking. Charlotte attempts to coach a bad kisser while Miranda finds difficulty in supporting Steve's pipe dream of making a half-cot shot at the Knicks game. Samantha begins dating an African-American, okay, I regret, <laughs> an African-American record executive who has a strong-willed sister who runs a new restaurant. This episode's fucked. Mm. Who wrote that? Is that this our is, friend? Oh, no, this is um, Tom Trakippi. Okay. Tom Wolf. Oh, my God. Tom Wolf, my brother. Um, 
first of all, Aiden. We mm. got Aiden. Yes, we he's got, in. We got Aiden. He's in. I got shivers. I screamed when I was <laughs> screaming. You've been I'm waiting like, for this moment and we've been talking about him. Um, I, I just have known that I was going to like Aiden also because he's like not big. So it's like easy for mm. me to be like, I like him. He is introduced as like another one of like um, Carrie's sexcapades, mm. like, you know, a guy that she dates for a while and then decides not to. Like, yeah. it's almost as if I feel like John Slattery's um, hotter. Poly- like, yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> John Slattery's hotter. Is that what you're going to say? Uh, no, yeah. because Aiden uh, has a lot of uh, lesbian. Ah, <laughs> oh, see, this is where it tastes like <laughs> yeah, a different. Um, except I will agree. We talked about um, this while we were watching the episode, the mm. rings, the, the ring choice for Aiden. Upsetting. Oh, disgusting. Yeah, he has so many and they're weird. And they're like turquoise, chunky rings. Honestly, once, oh, this is like a really horrific story for Alex because it just shows me being a really unsupportive girlfriend. Um, but this has happened actually many times. Alex, <laughs> had to, he was like dressed as a he did like a musical and he had all these costume rings mm-hmm. and Alex, my partner loves jewelry. Mm-hmm. Yuck. Um, and <laughs> I, um, and then one day I saw him wearing all of his costume rings on like his hands <laughs> and little big chunky rings. And I was like, ha ha ha. What is this a joke? And he was like, what are you talking about? And I was like, what? like these rings are fucking disgusting. And then, <laughs> and then he was like, Oh, I was just trying to like express myself through fashion and trying to go for a rocker yeah, vibe yeah. and I was like never do that again I was like literally like a controlling boyfriend being like don't wear that jacket it makes it look <laughs> what like was the kind of rings like, he was wearing like just chunky weird like I I've bought him jewelry bec- uh twice now because I've been again this is like a controlling boyfriend type of thing being like wear mm. this um because he you know how like you can get rings that like give you like um that that's silver plated rings and they can be fucking great but they can also give you like um that blue that thing. blue ring yeah yes, i was like no i'm gonna that. get you like a fucking sterling silver ring yeah that's like interesting but like subtle and just like not like a chunky bull on your finger you yes, know what i mean i just hate enough. chunky male jewelry or just chunky jewelry i don't even wear chunky jewelry myself that much yeah i like like the like big earrings i think they're really cool yeah but when it's like chunky rings i just i'm not a fan what is that thing what is it called that that a lot of like my mum loves it as well turquoise it's like a big chunk no but like they're big chunks it's not yeah often turquoise but they're like bone something resin oh yeah that that kind of um blue color is it still blue yeah well it's usually it's blue it's red but it's resin it's like yeah the material the things and they're usually big chunky things and it's very yeah. like drama teacher english oh teacher. My God. Like, it's like even back when i was in primary school it was like yeah just like our drama teacher it's just like that look of like you know um the sleeves that are like long um like triangles and like the wrap around wrap around um like asymmetrical haircut and then like the chunky um necklace That's yeah. it. That's what it. I was um, freaking out remembering the other day was like, you know, middle-aged women, I guess it's like, yeah, Karen's get a bad rep, but it's like what you kind of imagine um, Karen to have is like, remember when women used to have that, um, I don't know if they still do, but it's like their fringe would be a different color or you'd have like highlights in the fringe and then it would be like spiky hair everywhere else. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 
weird people times are still doing it Irvi. yeah <laughs> i guess i just haven't seen that i know it's rude but i'm like wouldn't you i personally feel like i'd rather just go like a classy or white or something or like something a bit less so yeah i don't know it's kind of i, I think it, it is harder for women especially at an older age and especially if you're like yeah like you know not fitting into the clothes that you necessarily like want to wear and like you're dealing with like aging and all that kind of stuff because that and also this idea of fashion and like fast fashion and like and you know the only fashion i'm being shown is fashion that you know 16 year olds are wearing for 20 for 21 year olds you know what i mean like and i'm 20 there's probably not even other clothes you can buy as an older woman it's really like your range is like um all like that kind of stuff where it's just floppy and covering your body absolutely and 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 some of that clothes some of those like etal is like a really good brand but it's so fucking expensive Mm. it's like a thousand dollars for like a shawl you know what i mean but it's like really nice material it's really cool like even alpha 60 and stuff like that yeah Yeah. but that's so unaffordable it's like would you want to like pay off your mortgage or buy alpha 60 it's like legit legit yeah or like just survive so it's like with like as much as i don't know why i'm like playing like devil's advocate but a lot of like you know there's a bunch of people that don't have any kind of like like you're like oh damn it i wouldn't choose that haircut for you i'd choose this like that would look Mm. so much better and like blah 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 but it's like hard to fucking exist and express yourself as like an older woman especially when it's like you're told that if you're not a 20 uh, you know five-year-old you're a piece of shit Mm. anyway exactly whatever what were we talking about who who was that we were talking about his rings Oh, but they he does suck. he does have resin rings and and they're very like jack sparrow rings you know what i mean yeah like yeah. steampunk kind of oh my god and it, and it's like yeah. it's like whatever express yourself i'm nah as much as you have the right to express yourself i have the right to be like yuck rings though exactly <laughs> um totally so i aiden has weird rings um and i guess the complicated part of this episode is um the race stuff and so we start off with like uh, having dinner at i actually fell for this so bad because i was like when they first introduced adina um so can i just talk about what my problem i had a lot of things to say about this episode i guess um but firstly with the race stuff um just like yes but they're having dinner at like adina's like fancy new fusion restaurant and um adina's like uh they don't really do they say what race she is is like um, African American, no. I guess. Um, well, they they allude to it in the way that they're like, it's like um, Martha Stewart meets. Um, um, I don't want to get this wrong, but I think Puff Diddy. Yeah, yeah, they say Puff yeah, Diddy. yeah. But they're also surprised. Yeah, I guess they're just which like, is racist in itself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's a black woman. Yeah, like why are you saying Martha Stewart? Because because she's a cook, cook, and Puff Daddy because she's black. She's black. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's so. This yeah. is a fucked episode. <laughs> Yeah. She's there all like kind of talking and then um Adina has like this hot like black um brother and uh he starts flirting with Samantha and she, she, when she starts flirting with him as well. So anyway, she doesn't seem to have a problem but she's it's all that conversation is just really uncomfortable but when Adina was first introduced I was like, "Oh, maybe this is going to be because she seems like cool and they're not like immediately just like weird person that's from overseas um or like you know not even overseas but just like different from us um yeah. like they did mm. with amelita and like 
back season in season one. one when <laughs> we were talking about it. Yeah. Um, we spoke about that really recently, which is why I feel like <laughs> yeah. we're like, wait, we remember that podcast we did so long ago. That was literally a week ago because we were redoing season one. We were doing season a one. A of like a European woman. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. Um, but then, yeah, so her brother comes um and then they have this really uncomfortable conversation um because basically like the subtext is that he's got like a big black dick because that's what um all black men have and that's all people like white women see them as i guess and like charlotte's just like tiptoeing she's not even tiptoeing she's just like blatantly just being like samantha it's not okay to say that um even though samantha doesn't even say it to begin with so it's just like the whole scene feels like this like heavily I don't know I think they tried I was like listening to the dialogue and I feel like the writers tried really hard to be like skirting around the issue or just saying suggestive stuff but it's just like for our audiences now I think it's definitely dated absolutely I also found that I feel like Charlotte's reaction was that Samantha was using language that would be seen as like um like American black kind Mm -hmm. of language and Charlotte was like you can't say that which is where there's like because there's like an Instagram called um woke Charlotte yes which is all about how like Charlotte you know is like like shows wokeness um I'm doing a lot of um what's this called quotations quotations um I know that Instagram it kind of reminds me of like the bold type trying to be woke kind of thing it's just like the only reason she's I get that it brings more complexity to the scene because she's trying to say like you know you've got to be PC and blah 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 but it's like in saying that and bringing so much attention to it she just like inadvertently makes her own like uncomfortableness um just so clear Mm. yeah it's 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 interesting it's it's absolutely interesting but also it's one of those things it's like an early conversation of a cultural appropriation which i think we see within this episode in terms of samantha and her being like not accepting this like black woman's narrative in terms Mm. of being like um i don't want a white woman to date my brother and she's like Mm. but i'm samantha jones (laughs) like like, oh my god wait jordan can you pluck your ears for a second oh hang on okay (laughs) I have, I, yeah. Um, remember when Samantha, like, later on has that um, southern friend who's, like, a big slut like her? Oh, yeah. And she's like, we want to suck this guy under the table. Anyway, it just reminded me of that. Um, I don't, that that's, was funny. I'm excited for that future yeah, episode. Yeah, that was Sorry, that was, just, that was a brief aside. Sorry, Jordan, yeah. come back. Maybe cut that out. I also thought it was interesting that I, I feel like they've – like whether it's correct or not they have used especially samantha has used that kind of language before that it almost felt bizarre that charlotte was suddenly calling it out Mm. this episode yeah yeah totally and i was kind of even like um i feel like that conversation was good to have and I guess even if it's uncomfortable, it's generally, you know, it's good that a show is even addressing that on TV. So that was all fine. But I just didn't like the way that the story was structured in that, like, um, basically later on after they've started dating and it's suggested that Samantha just, like, actually likes this guy. So that's awesome. And they're, like, hanging out a lot. Um, It's, like, it just feels like a cop-out way of trying to just blame race anyway when, um, what's it called? What's her name again? uh, Adina's character's, like, so like you know um reverse racist on like white people because it's just like it's sort of like another way for like it's it just feels like something that like a right-wing person would say it's just like oh well i'm not racist they just do the same back to me um so having that Mm. kind of storyline of her 
um, her being the evil one because she hates poor white people um, makes it seem like it's just easier to play that blame game for them then. Yeah, absolutely. And it kind of erases the issue mm. or, or the the conversation around what it means to like um, date, like to be in a biracial couple as mm. well. Yeah, yeah, to be in an interracial couple. And it's just like, yeah, and it, it was such a cop-out in the way because it also like her, it was actually really nice having seeing Samantha have like genuine pillow talk with someone and mm. really enjoy someone mm. and then to sort of see it unravel in the way that it did like it's almost like mm. fair enough that Adina would come and sit down with her and be like I don't want you to date my brother because it's yeah. like well yeah and I mean we're seeing this with a 2020 lens but it's Absolutely. like but it's like uh-huh like it makes sense yeah. but it <laughs> kind of feels like for any audiences that they had that were already on the fence about like interracial couples you'd just be like well why would you bother because they're all like crazy black women who don't want you to like or like black you know there's like the black community is scary and um it just others them more because it makes them seem as if because you know you hardly ever see black people on screen at this time and then the one time they're mm. on they're like hating on white people so it's just like um yeah. it makes it just easy to hate them i guess in that way it's a real i think they really simplify mm all the different things in this episode like yeah. even in terms of saying like again going back to the, like puff daddy reference mm. with this woman who is a chef yeah and it's like, isn't a part of what do you mean yeah like what do yeah. you mean what do you mean oh you mean because she's black and cool and what is that like mean what in is terms of in terms of cuisine like i actually don't know what mm. you mean yeah in terms of the food because i know what martha stewart is but i don't know what yeah you mean. and also i don't think martha she's cooking cook. no and i don't think she <laughs> adina's cooking like martha stewart food either yeah she seems to be yeah. cooking like okra like mm. um like cool uh fusion yeah. food mm, you know yeah. what i mean like martha stewart doesn't cook that she cooks yeah. like mac and cheese but like Mm. in an extravagant way you know what I mean like yeah. it's just um it's just it I feel like they oversimplify all the issues in this episode and yeah. it's also such an easy cop-out to make the issue a black woman yeah this black yeah, woman perfect. who's too yeah, right. too sassy yeah totally to being like Samantha didn't really consider the fact that she was like dating a black guy and like yeah. that's a thing it's like yeah anywhere in I the think, world but like yeah. I think even if like the issue so on the one hand if like just say they dated and then it didn't work out because it is genuinely like probably hard in that culture as well and even in our culture now to have interracial couples that would be sort of like okay well maybe it's not anyone's fault it's just like it just was too hard for it to work like that would be a good option but also I think this example is sort of like what makes it hard to sometimes defend the show in that like someone watching that with like uh with the lens that we are today um could it's just sort of like it's like it's just like that kind of thing where the characters just come out as like these like white women who are like right in the end and can like celebrate themselves at, at the end of every episode and it's always just like yes well I was right all along and like Samantha Jones doesn't take a you know like pussy of a black guy which is what she says at yeah, the literally. End. Yeah. but he's like a big yeah. pussy yeah. <laughs> that's actually very true I feel very weird now about having that weird disclaimer at the start talking about Michael who was gaslighting me for liking Sex and the City <laughs> no, I'm like, no no but like I love this show as well and it's just hard in these instances to be like yeah yeah, well they were actually wrong in this time or like this episode is really Absolutely. yeah Especially... it's just like the worst episode to do it though because it's yeah. like this is where you <laughs> this is where you like legit have a point absolutely mm. it's yeah it's yeah. it's yeah and it's very interesting at the end that they not only like uh yeah it's an easy way out because it's like 
they've just made it about this like sassy black woman and her brother rather than being like well actually what are the things that like what what is it to rate to to date a um a black man as a white woman in america and like what what does it mean to be that and it just feels like um it felt like a, a comedic plotline that it was like the end they wanted to see samantha in a in a in a um in a black club getting in an argument with somebody mm. else it felt like that like the lead up Fuck, was like we want to yeah. see samantha use like like they call it african-american language in this but we know that it's like ebonics now like using that kind of language in this space for comedic value yeah. and we didn't really get like we saw no growth in samantha all we saw was like superiority yeah and this ev- like the evolution of this like relationship kind of ending and it seemed like a good relationship until this point Mm, yeah and there was no like actual like i know that this is technically a comedy and it's supposed to be like the sexual thing but it was like it could have you know they could have made it span two episodes at fucking least absolutely like why yeah it was such a um simplifying of their relationship and also why would you show like yeah yeah it's a one episode situation yeah. and also the like fighting in the club and the hair pulling and yeah the- it's like trying to basically treat it the same as like it's like one episode treatments of relationships where it's like i can't even remember like the lot like charlotte's one episode thing is that this guy kisses badly and they're trying to sort of put that on par with the race question so it's just like yes. it's not the same <laughs> it's like yes. that's a one episode Absolutely. thing someone who kisses badly this is not a one episode thing And also, especially again, because I, like we've all said, they have such a good relationship in this episode. In terms of, we've only, we haven't seen this man in any other episodes. We don't actually know his, like, you know, character and like his character development or anything like that, except that Mm. he seems like really lovely. Um, Mm. And with Samantha, we see like a huge character development of her being kind of softening to a like relationship and, Mm. and saying that, no, we're not just fucking. And even like her, having that moment as a character being like, we're not just fucking like, that's such a huge moment. Yeah. That's just such a huge moment for Samantha and also kind of taking offense to someone assuming that she's just fucking someone. Yeah. Like cause she's like, this relationship means so much more. So that was such a prevalent moment, but it's completely undercut by this entire episode. And also with um, Adina speaking about how like, he's my brother and as a, you know, black woman, I find offense to him um, dating, like, he's not a, like, fuck a white woman, whatever, but, like, getting into a relationship. Mm. And that's not something that I want for my brother, which mm. especially, like, you know, yeah, around race and stuff in America. And it seems like from, like, you know, things that I've heard and stuff like that, there's, like, a, an issue, especially with, um, you know, black women's, uh, women's worth in terms of their relationships with black men, especially when... Um, black men are told that like dating a um, white woman is a thing to like absolutely like you're winning at if you like do that or whatever or that's a really positive thing but only black women can only date black men and also mm. it means that like people within their community are like essentially being like taken away by white women mm. and like fetishized and like getting into relationships and that's like a whole issue mm. I don't really want to talk about that issue that much because I'm not a part of that issue at all like in, in terms yeah. of like, I don't yeah, really have a voice I'm not yeah. in that community yeah but like I've I think it's just because I listened to a podcast recently about that. But um, mm. yeah, so it's like everything that she's saying is completely true, but they undercut cut it with Samantha's right, which is yeah. really fucked up because I think everything that mm. she's 
saying is completely of value. Mm. And yeah, it's a conversation and it's a conversation that they probably should have had over a few episodes. Fucking episodes. Like, yeah. and also you don't see her. Yeah. She's not in the episode enough. And also yeah. like Samantha even says, I don't see, well, I mean, Miranda says it for her being like mm. Samantha doesn't see color when it comes to this kind of. I think Samantha context. literally like, actually Samantha says, says that, that too. Yeah. Fair. Actually, yeah, yeah. I think she does. I don't but, see um, yeah, and then and then Samantha, and then Charlotte comes in with like, but race exists. It's like early. Race I think it's like yeah. in season two. There's that class episode, which is like you're saying that class doesn't exist, and it does. And it's yeah. like we come back to this thing where it's like to to be in like this this couple, and to be like it doesn't matter that I'm white. It's like no, it does. Like it yeah. does matter, <laughs> but it's just not going to be resolved in one episode. Um, yeah, for like a B plot plot line kind of thing um but yeah i guess if we're watching it from this um it's sort of like yeah they dealt with it badly but it's um i just wonder what sort of changed i don't know it's just interesting it would be good to see when stuff has has changed when it has in history it's like could we just have this for like um like many decades and then suddenly in the last like it's only been what like 20 years or maybe a bit like a little bit longer than that but it's like stuff has changed so much that that seems so outdated now which is awesome and that's Mm. good but um it'll be interesting to see how I guess like globalization and that whole stuff um affected all of um the way that stuff's changed so quickly in the last few decades yeah and stuff's changed so quickly in terms of the fact that we redid season one like of Sex and the City, you know what I mean? Like even sorry, that's... listening to back to us talking about like especially gender issues. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like five years like, ago, there are men and there are women. Full yeah. job. Yeah, <laughs> like not that we ever talked about like trans or like non-binary no. people, but we were just like men are like this and women are like this, and this is what you know. Yeah. I fit yeah. into it. It was. I mean, and the world is constantly like evolving, and we're learning as well. And like mm. part of it is like. I went, I definitely, I don't know if you felt like this, Evie, but like mm. there was a period, like, cause I've been tweeting since I was like in year 12. Cause I, oh, uh, really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I deleted Facebook. Um, oh my God. You're like workers. Um, <laughs> like part of, like there was definitely a period of time where I was like, I need to go back in time and like delete all my tweets. Yeah. And like another, like now with like, I guess like we're calling it like 2020 vision or whatever. Part of me is like, if, if something were to happen, if I were to like, go for something or something would come out with from me or like a p- previous episode of sex in the city would come out yeah. yada yada. Mm. it would just be like yeah i have to own this because this is like this is what i believe this is what i knew at the time mm. and most of that is to blame on me but another part of that is to blame on like the education and the system that i grew up in blah, yeah. blah, blah. but it's like i feel like yeah i don't know what the right way to go is and nobody does or some people do, but I think that um, you kind of, it's same with this episode of Sex in the City. It's like, mm. we know that it was kind of a product of its time or a product of like television and the media at the, at the time, but you kind of have to just be like, yeah, that was really fucked up. It's like when we look at season yeah. one of our, mm. um, of our podcast, when it was just Honor and I were just like, oh, we said some fucked shit or like, but even like alluded to some Yeah, like shit. we weren't, yeah. I, again, it's like, it's. I don't think we were saying anything like, 
were like trans people don't exist or were no, like it was like what internalized is non- misogyny yeah, it, yeah yeah exactly and i think it was um and i'm sure there's things that we could go back on this podcast that we've been recording in the last like year or so yeah being like totally actually, that's kind of fucked especially well, in the future we'll probably be like oh it's kind of fucked like, yeah <laughs> like, so i think where it's it's that constantly evolving and learning um but also again do you want to wipe out fucking history yeah and then not address it because then that's silencing people and being like well oh no i never said that because i deleted that tweet yeah and it's yeah, like no yeah. you need that fucking tweet there to show that like fuck mm. look at this even like i don't know used to think. yeah well it sort of brings about like i think that was like a similar argument people were making with the chris lilly stuff is that it's like um yeah like you know this year um for our listeners, which is it called Summer Heights High. And, um, you know, a lot of his shows got taken off Netflix because of his like use of blackface, which is um, obviously not okay. And um, yeah, it's like complicated, but then a lot of, I think so there have been academics um, just sort of talking about how like, we can't just go back through like a backlog of like all shows and just delete everything that's, um, you know, problematic because that just deletes like, are documenting of like how we've changed and like people can still look back on that show and be like these bits were funny and these bits were like problematic but we don't need to like delete the whole thing um and like make it inaccessible because it's just like we don't have any way of looking at how we've changed then yeah and I think it's about like finding like especially with something like Chris Lee it's like and and I was thinking about Little Britain and how much I loved that growing up Mm. as well but about Mm. being like ah most of that is like actually really harmful so like get rid of that <laughs> and like and and but also at the same time I think the issue with the Chris Lilly thing is like Netflix can delete as much Chris Lilly as they want but if they're not actually investing in diverse stories especially from totally. Australia yeah if they've, if they've created this web series about like called lunatics or whatever I haven't actually yeah seen but if they've <laughs> yeah. like invested in more Chris Lilly stories and it's like and deleted all of his work then I'm like but he's still he's still doing benefiting yeah. and there's still other people benefiting from this stuff so like Totally. It's all it's- virtue signaling until you actually invest in more diverse stories, mm. particularly in like I'm speaking Netflix specifically and like we mm. come from like a writing comedy background, all of us, but mm-hmm. it's like it's hard to be like, yeah, good on you until they actually like do other stuff. Make new shows it. that, yeah, that yes. isn't about like mermaids gritty mermaids like they're more stories than gritty mermaids and also knowing that oh my god yeah and also knowing that you put that on netflix not too long ago yeah you know what i mean like don't don't fucking circle back and be like we didn't know like like everyone looks back at these episodes and it's like okay this is an you know iconic australian series yeah and it's like yeah and you need to address you're like how how fucked was it that we put this on here and like and also addressing that like look maybe we thought this was okay back in 2000 and whenever the fuck it came out Mm. or whatever yeah like always pushing boundaries but wasn't you know inherently Mm. racist or whatever Mm. and like maybe we all thought that but now we've you know becoming more educated we're like actually this is kind of fucked i don't think this fits within this world anymore Mm. and delete it from like history it should still be a part of it like this is something that you and i and everyone thought was very funny like in terms Mm. of like the fucking white community at least and now totally. like realizing, oh, actually, no, that's fucked. That's actually blackface. And that's like, you know, <laughs> yeah. uh, you're acting in other races and, and perpetuating stereotypes. And, mm. and 
yeah like and everyone thought that was funny yeah yeah but it's like yeah we all did and we all like and i think a lot of you know like um i think like benjamin law i I don't know i'm not going to say names because i feel like i'm wrong but um a lot of people have said that you know like we all did it wasn't just like a um i just feel like this culture is just like our culture at the moment is just like really good at just finding like the figurehead for something and it's like yeah but he made a show that we all loved and like thought that was like the best thing that Australia and I yeah to like I, I do love that show and it's just like um I do find it funny but it's just um you can look at the problematic parts of it and still um find the other bits funny but yeah it's just sort of it's always a tricky conversation especially with I guess the internet and access I think the thing for me because I would go into <laughs> for the longest time I I definitely went into bat for Chris Lilly as well mm-hmm. maybe until I went to university I don't know but they, yeah I definitely went into bat for him especially when angry boys came out and there was uproar in the US rightly so because he yeah. used blackface and I literally which is shameful to admit but I was literally like they don't get it um I never liked angry boys so like yeah. I'm not so there <laughs> I didn't you go. know I always thought it was boys. weird so like whatever uh-huh, so I like, <laughs> but I was literally like they don't like he makes fun of everyone mm-hmm. but then when I look back at something like uh, particularly a character like Jonah mm. and and other characters and when I look back at, at how many straight cis men he's played and it's like yeah. one yeah. And I'm like, actually, that guy was really funny. And then when I look at all the other characters and I'm like, oh, actually, what did I find funny about Jonah? Oh, that's my own, that's racism. Mm. Or like, what did I find funny about um, Mr. G? And I'm like, oh, that's probably homophobia. Yeah. <laughs> and like, and you know, like there's all this stuff yeah. about all these characters. And when you really unpack it, when you really look at what you thought was funny, even if you thought it was funny and it, it's rooted in racism, then like unpack that for yourself and mm. like that's your own journey. Absolutely, like, and probably yeah, probably one of the funniest characters that he's played is is that um that Pat woman. <laughs> Sorry, <Yeah. laughs> Pat with the gun up, up her Absolutely. nose, and also yeah. the um cop. The the the, da- guy, the guy yeah. that like the policeman, whatever mm. the fuck his name was, who was just in a we fucking and we can be heroes. Who was an yeah. asshole. You know, he was like, he was just a shit dad. And he was really, he had like, he was dealing with that um, toxic masculinity and like trying yeah, to like yeah, push yeah, and like yeah. be really important. Cause like that's yeah. something that we can all relate to. And that's like, you know, if you made it a is, show just about yeah. dudes like that, like cause yeah. that's dudes that you kind of experience, like I feel mm. like that's, you know, that's worth something, but like the rest of it, mm. yeah, it is all When you're like, shit. oh, how come you always go for minorities? yeah (laughs) and then you're like is that and also like i did like jamay like yeah i like jamay too because i could relate to that in terms of in saying this i don't maybe we shouldn't give chris lily so much airtime in terms of our like (laughs) but like but like yeah jamay um yeah i I liked that because i didn't feel like it was punching down yeah i felt like and also i remember watching jamay private school girl girl because um whatever but uh, i i was watching that and i was thinking actually even though jamae's fucking shit in a lot of senses and mm. it's like it's not punching down but also i appreciate the fact that jamae's a woman that doesn't really give a shit if a guy wants to fuck like for me i, I saw some empowering things about jamae yeah. which was like but maybe i'm looking too far into things to like find no, things that are empowering really, within that it's really complicated i think it's just like uh, even like with I've like been drunk and like not like defended Woody Allen, but just like um, 
just like I have in the past. And like, I don't know, it's just like a difficult choice for me personally because I feel like Woody Allen, it's like I did watch all these movies when I was a teenager and that was like the first, it sort of like brought that kind of character of like a neurotic character to screen. But now I feel like if I watched, you know, um, even like Annie Hall, like even stuff like, like Annie Hall, yeah, I love that movie. And it was like, you know, I got me through like a breakup that I was going through and just stuff like that. And it's just like that, it was more just like the essence of the character itself as a neurotic kind of freak um, that you didn't really see on screen around that time. So more than the race stuff or, I mean, he doesn't really deal that much with race, but it's just like a pedophile. So um, it's just like that element um, more than the pedophilia. Um, it yeah it, the character was relatable but now it's sort of like him as well as like louis like um watching yeah. uh, all of like louis i've like watched all of that show loved it but i think for me now watching that show again it's for some reason something's more broken than something like summer heights high because mm. when i watched that show so much of what was endearing about his character was like him being a good dad and like um being a feminist really ultimately in the show yeah i'm um, not in real life but um just like yeah he was just like he was a sensitive guy at, at, at the core and like all of this stuff that you're led to believe that it's like yeah he does kind of like fuck stuff but he's also like in the end it's about his daughters it's about um him being a good person whereas now I think that's more broken because for like you know what he's done in real life and then when I watch that show again it just can't it just doesn't equate anymore because it's like I can't have that trust and that belief in that um just you know nice guy kind of thing well I think but I think that's I think it's really important to talk about I don't know if it's fucking important but I I'm in, <laughs> yeah. enjoying it in terms of like talking about why we like certain shows mm. how they're fucked and not just being like oh I never yeah. even though I just said I never liked Angry Boys but I did never like Angry Boys yeah it wasn't very funny also you see like you but see like, them associated with like cool female comedians like um the, the woman that he, oh, I just don't know the actress's name, but, um, or the comedian's name, but um, the woman that he falls in love with in Louis, as well as mm. um, like Maria Bamford's in that show. So it's mm. Sarah Silverman. It's like, yeah, and Amy Poehler like, as well. Cool. They're all like such good yeah. friends. Yeah. Look, yeah, I, I, like I say, I just think it is important to talk about the reasons why we did like things. And it's, mm. it's not good to be like, oh, I know I never watched that. And yuck, I could see that that was probably like, even with the Woody Allen shit. I completely, totally. you know, being like, blah, blah, blah. And being like, oh, but you know, I heard ten years ago that he was a pedophile, and then I stopped watching his shit because we yeah. didn't. Because we're all we were all alongside with rape culture. Absolutely. We're all it's the alongside same as Michael with Michael Jackson. Yeah, legit, totally. he's a pedophile. Like, it's like we're literally. all alongside with the cultural thing to whatever. Yeah. I think it's I think it's dumb to be like, um, yuck, we can never speak about that again. It's like Voldemort. You know what I mean? It's yeah. literally Harry Potter, Voldemort, and he'll speak about it, J.K. Rowling. Really conf- like, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah, it's, it's like such like a really like, confusing yeah. time for your identity um, because it's like, I just feel like every show I've ever fucking liked, there's like someone who's like prominent now will just like tweet about, you know, like, I don't know, it'll just be like any show I've liked in the past has just been like, <laughs> there's somewhere that I read, it's like, oh shit, like you're, a sh-. it's just like, didn't you see that they had no people of color? Didn't you see like blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, oh, I guess I just like didn't see it at the time. But like now I can with yeah. people's yeah. help. But it's like, even like Offspring, I love that show, but it's just like the whitest Australian TV thing ever made. But at the same time, I'm like, oh, I just, just liked the character. And there is, I think it's just that thing about like trying to have two conflicting thoughts in your head at the same time. It's just like, yes and no. Um, and that's just what we have as a history rather than trying to just like banish everything from our minds. 
But I guess that's like why diversity of storytelling is so important because like mm. for a period of time it was like, oh, we only have Woody Allen and we only have Louis C.K. Mm. and we have Lena Dunham for these like yeah. unlikable characters. Whereas now it's like, no, there's a plethora of like weird neurotic characters on television mm. now and and there's like and that's not even it like we're not even there really like yeah even absolutely. more available mm. but do you think it's a bit depressing because i feel like yes we do have this plethora of interesting characters but then i mean it's not all depressing but it's just like what do people revert back to it's like just like reality tv like the bachelor where everyone's kind of like this like hyper version of like you know what you imagine like white australia to be basically and it's just like um it's like are people willing to invest that time to know people other than themselves on screen for sure in australia it's fucked i'm not like australia Australia, (laughs) like if we're talking about australia we're Mm. fucked like the fact that there's been such a limited funding to the abc there aren't like they literally can't afford to produce any more narrative or even comedy shows than they have yeah. already like we there's no and like especially for australian content like channel 10 is not like we need to make 15 more narrative driven australian tv <laughs> yeah. shows like they're not like that at all they're like let's just replay fucking the bold and the beautiful from 1984 and like mm-hmm. fucking um 1984 um uh and let's Human 2020 hey, hey. what's going on kill rupert murdoch um and um yeah like and they'll just play reality TV shows. So like Australia's fucked. Mm. But if you're talking about other countries, like by other countries, I mean like America or the UK, yeah. like yeah. But I mean, if you think about like the like that's the other thing, or it's like okay, so like that's when you need to be like, what do people like about reality TV? Mm. What do they enjoy about it? How can we put that into fictional narratives? Mm, like yeah. the reason that people like Offspring, the reason why yeah, um, Please Like Me really took off. Mm. And, and let's talk about the original series of fucking Underbelly, not anymore, yeah. but like the first couple series. It's like because yeah. of these like unlikable tragic characters, these successful yeah. TV shows, is because we – investigate and we saw something in ourselves yeah absolutely and unpack the like whatever the slap as well so-called like australian yeah the slap too like so-called australian like identity identity and i think that's like and i think that we shy away from what that Mm. might be especially with fiction storytelling we have really good non-fiction storytelling in australia and kind of and and really good fiction storytelling but it's like kept to the fringes Mm. which i think is not not what Australians really care for. I think that if they, I mean, easy to say as like a fucking person on job keeper at a job that they've technically be fired from. (laughs) Yeah. But like, it's like, I feel like, especially right now, especially with this pandemic, especially with like um, production on pause overseas and with studios opening in victoria Mm. that's really exciting Mm. so let's in Mm. let's investigate let's and let's really like zoom in on like australian identity and what that fucking Mm. means because stories like the slap stories like underbelly season one two i'm not sure about the recent Mm. like razor blade or whatever the fuck it is yeah yeah. i don't want romanticism of australian identity yeah if we if we literally flushed the system like no flushed the system um flushed the industry like and i mean the industry of like not just australian industry i mean like the entire industry with Mm. so many australian television shows like 
like so just a plethora because the other thing is like there's none like you I, I think what we need is we need mm. a bunch we need like a fucking voyage of australian tv shows to be like and just to be pushed out into like netflix and stan and like pushed out into that fucking industry and and, and like binge and everything if we just push out a bunch of shit people would be like oh there's been a boom in australian television this yeah I want to hear what the Australian, like, outlook is like. You know, I look mm. at American TV shows that are really specific, like P-Valley mm. even. Oh, my Because God. I'm like, yeah. this is based in, like, Atlanta. This is a really specific um, American TV and show. And a racist-specific as well mm. um, um, that I'm interested in because I don't know that much about it. Mm. And I'm, like, interested in that world. I'm interested in being sucked into that world and seeing, like, what it's kind of like showing what it's presenting australia has so many different worlds within the country because we have so many different races we have so many Mm. different like Mm. countries within australia we have so many different like types of people if we like really fucking focused on like just putting out a bunch of shit into the fucking industry people would pick it up and be like there's a boom in like the australian industry and and what they have to say and i want to fucking watch so samantha dates this guy then her sister, then his sister, Adina, says, like, I'm not comfortable with my brother dating a white woman. And Samantha mm-hmm. skips all the nuance that might be involved in that conversation. Uh, yeah. And immediately makes herself the victim. Um, and that's interesting. And then they end up breaking up. And the and Carrie's um, voiceover suggests that they're breaking up or they stop dating because um some, yeah yeah because he's uh, yeah. he's a pussy who can't stand up to his sister that's literally yeah. what she says <laughs> yeah um so yeah we've yeah just an overriding of more complex issues there what do we think about carrie and aiden i love it i love aiden and i think it's just because he is not mr big and mm. i see him as every character he's I've seen him in film. I see him as um, my big fat Greek wedding. I see him as yeah. the dad in all the to all the boys I've loved before. So I'm like Amazing. already sexually attracted to this man. <laughs> yeah. I invested. I like him, but I do like even though I do feel I just feel like that smoking thing was always just like annoying. So he basically tells Carrie that he's not going to date her if she keeps smoking. Um, and they don't really resolve. Oh no, they do resolve it. Sorry, she's like, yeah, we have a problem. I'm gonna quit for you. Um, so it is for herself, and I guess that's I can see where it's coming from. But I just always found that annoying, even as a teenager. And um, now I'm not like smoking cigarettes anymore, but I still vape. Um, <laughs> but I can see that. Yeah, it's off-putting, but at the same time, it's just like you can't just do that when you first meet someone. I also, do you? I just want to ask: Do you guys have any things that you're like absolutely not? I mean, obviously, there's a lot of things. Yeah. There's a lot of things. I'm a very judgmental person. Um, yeah. When people ride the wrong there, sometimes I get really, like, <laughs> you know, judgy. But I, I think uh, just anyone that, I don't know, anyone that, like, puts me down, I think I'm mm. like, ugh. Look, I, no. I think I'm very aware of what gaslighting is now as a 26-year-old mm, woman. So sure, I'm, yeah. I feel like if anyone gaslit me, and I've called Alex out for gaslighting. <laughs> gaslighting. Oh, I do it all the time. It's so funny though because he'll – It's ob- but usually it happens when I've done something kind of quite mean to him and then mm. like pull his pants down in front of his like, co-workers. No, <laughs> but like I just – like I'll do something. This sounds bad because I'm like, I'll do something and then he'll do something. But I, I mean like – I'll do something and he gets offended because I've been 
not sensitive and then he'll mm. gaslight me about something later on and then I'll call him out for gaslighting and then he feels really shit about himself because he's like I did mm. like I think um yeah anyone that kind of gaslights me off the bat I'd be like oh yuck yeah like anyone that like any I, I don't know any man that does like male things that I'm like that's kind of totally i think like hard drugs for me would be like a no yeah but um and also i think just like being yeah just being like disrespectful and that like annoying like yeah i think it was it's more like character issues like if they're just really like competitive or like want you to like stay at home and cook and shit like that um it would obviously be like a no thing yeah or if a dude like Um, punched a wall yeah like i'd be like i'm out of here like okay yeah hi everyone it's jordan i just wanted to let you know that we uh we spoke for way too long for this episode we're a bit pissed and we just um love to have a chat so we've actually made it a two-parter you can find part two um very soon on episode five season three of sex and the sex in the sex thank you so much for listening it would uh help us out a a great deal if you were to rate us on itunes um and if you could share us on social media you can find us on instagram at sex and the sex in the sex and you can email us at sex and the sex in the sex at gmail.com thanks bye